Hello and welcome to the final episode of 44 Days Abroad. I've got Ben here. Say hi, Ben. Say hi, Ben. <laughs> and he and I are going to talk about some of the things that, in terms of questions, came in while we were abroad. Um, I'm going to thank you for listening and thank you for asking these questions. You know, we when we <laughs> when we flew across the ocean back in June... We didn't know how long we were going to be able to handle it. We we were hoping it would be around 44 days. That was our target, but we did not have a return ticket when we set out on our journey. We only decided to buy our return ticket after the heat kept getting hotter. And <laughs> really, I think, again, what killed us was that last week sleeping on a sailboat in the marina. Like we would sail during the day, be in the marina at night, and it was so hot. We just The heat just literally sucks it out of you, right? Yeah, and then... I was on the gyro shitter for like two hours. <laughs> so that, do you want to say, how did it get that name? Okay, okay, okay. So uh, we were constantly tacking, which is basically switching the boat's direction to catch the wind because we were sailing, mm. right? And I had to take a shit. So I went down, and I sat down, and we started tacking. <laughs> so <laughs> I bet you can imagine how that would go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. <sighs> Got it. And and then... <laughs> And then you came back on deck, and we, we everybody else just thought you might have just been going down below, which is obviously not ideal if the boat is really moving and it's rocky. But, you know, everybody needs a rest now and then. So when you came back up, <laughs> that's when you were like, I just got off the gyro shitter. <laughs> and everybody would just fell out, fell out laughing because it was a rocky day. And, yes, we were trying to sail. And, yes, we were tacking. And every time it's like, Tacking. Oh, what, what? Wait, wait, wait. What about Paul the Naturist? Oh dear Lord! So I had never heard the term naturist before. And well, maybe I had, but I didn't put the definition to it. I thought it was naturalist. I thought it was naturalist. Right. So when I was reading the word or hearing the word naturist, I imagined someone with binoculars who was like really into birds. And I thought, that's cool. Really into nature. So glad that you're here. But what I learned or what we all unfortunately learned from our skipper, Paul, was because he kept talking about it. Oh, those are naturists over there. Oh, because I guess in the sailing community, I guess people like to just get naked. So, P.S. Naturists are nudists. Again, yes. what you do in your own space, totally fine. Don't bring it up to me with my family around, and don't bring it up to me ever. Really, honestly, I don't want anything to do with it. I definitely don't. <laughs> I was just like, what? So we all have a hypothesis that Paul is a naturist and was just asking us about it and talking about it and how he kept saying, oh, there's a naturist community over there and those are naturists on that boat, I think. And obviously, because he wanted us to be like, oh, that's cool. We should be naturists. That's what we anticipated, which definitely is a no. It's a hard no. pass. It's an immediate no. No. Yeah. No. 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 Oh my goodness gracious. So 
Yes. So the, the boat really killed us. And then we were like, we just need to come back. And instead of taking that last week and going to Paris, which I really wanted to, but by the time the time came, I was like, no, I don't really want to. There's nothing I want more than just like land and my own bed. And, and- food that isn't turds. <laughs> So when we were that last week on the boat, too, we were we were going through lots of different islands in Croatia, which were great, but they all it was tourist islands. They didn't have any like, quote unquote, real businesses. So every single restaurant started to feel the same uh, and they were catering to tourists, which they had identified only eat really four things. Do you want to tell them what that is? Okay, mixed meat, right? (laughs) So it's like steak, pork, you know, all the like, uh. Just mixed meats, you know, the easiest, like, most common meats. Burgers, pizza, and what was it, the fourth one? Pasta. (laughs) But not even good pasta, like... It was like, uh... Microwave Chef Boyardee pasta. (laughs) Right, exactly. So... It, we were definitely sad. <laughs> we, were, we were in the sad zone. And one of the things that made me the most sad is that they charged for Parmesan cheese. <laughs> they did. They did. They didn't put it on the table. And when we asked for it, it was like two euros. Whatever. I want the Parmesan. But still, I was like, whatever, people. So it would, it just got taxing. And again, heat will take all of the fun out of your life. Um, that kind of oppressive, no relief heat. So... Yes, we're spoiled. Yes, it was gorgeous in many ways. Great that we got to swim in the sea. Next time, if we um, go back to Croatia, we will definitely swim in the sea, but we will definitely not sleep on a sailboat. But maybe there's another sailboat out there we could try, but definitely not there at that time, and definitely not with that skipper. That was definitely not a yacht. That wasn't a yacht. (laughs) No, and that was the thing, too, is he kept calling it a yacht. I'm like, granted, it is a 45-foot sailing vessel. Got it. Um, yes, there are four bedrooms and three bathrooms. Yes. But it was, you know, it was tiny. It was, it was not what, but it was not what I had. It, it's not the, so this goes back to all the things I talk about. You say the word yacht and you have a picture in your head. I have a picture in my head and they had a different picture in their head. <laughs> so to me, yacht was something else, but you know what? We did it. It was fantastic. Tick that box. Now we know. What we're not missing, if everybody, anybody ever asks us to do a yacht trip on the Dalmatian Islands ever again. So. Oh, wait, one last thing. <laughs> yes. Or actually, two last things that I wanted to say. Yeah. <clears throat> before we go. So, first of all, we were, this is like our last island, right? Uh, we, and we had to take a, um, a little dinghy. <laughs> She's already laughing. She already knows what I'm going to say. So, Paul took us uh, from, you know, the boat to the island. And on our last trip back, he got his pants wet. I bet you can see where this one's going. Naturist. Him. Um, So, he took off his pants. And took off his pants. Thank God he had underwear. He had. Thank God he had underwear on. Thank the Lord he did not go commando. But then everyone was like, "Oh, it's kind of disgusting, Paul. Can you put pants on? Didn't you bring more than one pair of pants?" <laughs> and what he say? And he's like, 
Well, it's just like you girls wearing a bikini, which is not at all true. No, it's not the same. Anyway. <clears throat> More proof <laughs> of Paul's naturist tendencies. So it's all good. Again, we are spoiled. These are first world problems. Clearly, we're just being, you know, silly about this trip. But yeah. So anyways, all that to say, we didn't know how long we were going to stay. And so... We ended up, as you know already, coming back 39 days instead of 44 days. We're already planning a trip for next year. Uh, my husband is already like, let's go to Egypt. So the, the, all I can think of is heat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, wherever it is, it's got to have air conditioning. I'm already a pain in the ass. I definitely. Oh, we got to have one of those little portable fan things, like or the, at least the ones that you put around your neck. Yes, we kept seeing those on Amazon. They kept getting suggested to us with our travel purchases, but we didn't opt in. But now we know. We need them. <laughs> We're going to get them. <laughs> Staying cool. I mean, I'm so spoiled because we go from our cool house to our cool car to a cool place that we go. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> we don't really just. Yeah. We're not forced to be in the heat like we were on the boat. So anyways, long story short, we had some questions come in and we wanted to talk about those before we parted ways. So again, thank you for sending in these questions. Here is what you asked us. The first thing was, were areas that you went to in Venice, Florence, Rome, Amalfi Coast, Barcelona, different islands in Croatia, including Split, um, which is not an island, but on the mainland, it's a pretty big city for for Croatia, um, which only has 4 million people. Were there areas that were safe versus not safe? I felt the safest in Venice, um, even at even at night walking alone, and and everything is an alleyway in Venice. So I felt the absolute safest in Venice. I felt the least safe in Rome, but and honestly, it was because of the traffic and just and there was it was very much like New York City. Yeah, it was New York City, but with the Colosseum. <laughs> it was New York City with the Colosseum and the Vatican, and yes, and people just didn't. It was just crazy. So I don't need. I've been to Rome before. I went again. I don't need to go back. Um, but in terms of safety, I felt the safest in Venice. Barcelona was very much, again, a, just a major city. Split was very cool, kind of like Venice, but, you know. Better. <laughs> you, you thought Split was better than Venice? Oh, I thought you were talking about Rome. Oh, okay, no. No, Venice was my favorite. Venice was my favorite. 100% Venice was our favorite. So I felt safe most of the time. And unsafe, I guess, would just mean like, yeah, I was looking over my shoulder. I was, I put on my New York City mindset when I was walking through the streets of um, Barcelona and Rome. But those are major cities, so it's not like their fault. Um, so the next question is attractions that are our to- tourist traps are not, but are but worth it or not? So, you know, yes, we had we were, you know we didn't know. Whenever you travel, you know, there's this conversation that we have with ourselves often, which is like, okay. Times Square or not Times Square? Well, you know what? I go to Times Square. It's freaking cool. Yes, it's full of tourists. Sometimes it's really fun to act like a tourist and be a tourist, even in a place you grew up in. So yes, we went to the Coliseum. Yes, we went to the Vatican. Yes, we did the Sistine Chapel. (laughs) Yes, we did the tours. Um, We did the gondola ride. You know, yes, we went to Capri. Yes, we went to Positano. Um, Of the cities that we went to, I think my biggest disappointment, at least, was Positano. I had such big dreams. And again, Probably from watching Under the Tuscan Sun. Let's talk about how media influences our expectations. Um, but that was my biggest letdown because it really was like Miami at spring break to me. Were we there in high season? Yes. It was that way. Uh, yeah, it was. 
So Definitely. What was your biggest letdown in terms of cities or things that we did? Well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, let me get comfortable here. <laughs> Spit it out. Okay. Yes, I'm I'm positioning the mic. Thank you. What was your biggest letdown in terms of cities or places we went? So definitely uh, Positano, yes, the spring break thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I ain't come prepared. I'm doing this all improv. So Venice, Florence, Florence, we did that walking tour at night with that really smart author who lived there. I feel, yes. I, uh, yeah, go ahead, tell us. <laughs> okay, I feel like in Rome, I liked the tour that we did of the Colosseum, mm-hmm. but it was so fucking hot. It was. <laughs> I think that to- that Rome door that tour that day in the Colosseum was like a like a like a premonition. <laughs> it was a record breaking day. It was. It was like one of the hottest days on earth in recorded history. And so I feel like the day in the Coliseum, that tour was a premonition of the sailing trip. (laughs) Yeah. But that wasn't as bad as the sailing trip. No. Because I remember saying at the start of the sailing trip to my mom, this will be a good one-time experience. (laughs) And of course, I am such a romantic and, and hopeless optimist. I'm like... He's just going to love it. He's going to fall in love with it. And then, you know, I've realized. And then we all started to hate it. (laughs) And we all started to hate it. Yeah. So lots of ways to improve that experience. Definitely will not repeat it exactly. Um, But in terms of like tourist places, like people always say, oh, the gondola rides. It's such a tourist trap. You pay a lot of money, but you don't get a lot. Um, What I really I thought the gondola ride was very relaxing and like calm and sweet and and we didn't get a singing gondolier. We didn't get any gondolier. He didn't even talk to us. But what was funny was that he was like talking very, very passionately. And I did record some of that in this podcast series to another gondolier. What felt like a sport or a political side. Like they were, the two of them were like, <laughs> but even with that banter, it was still, it was, yeah, God. It was still super relaxing. What did you think about the gondola ride, for example, which people like kind of diss a little bit? I think that it was very relaxing. And um, how you say, uh, how you say pleasant. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So those are the kind of things. St. Mark's Square, we did the brunch at that. I can't remember the dang places now, but like Mark decided that this one place he found it and it's quote unquote famous. Like it's in all the books, but, um, I liked it. It was great. I think that was really cool. It was sweet. It was one of those, Oh, we did it. Like, Oh, we were in Times Square. Oh, we did the thing. So, and I'm just referencing Times Square because as a New Yorker, people are always like, Oh, you go to Times Square. Well, when you live there, you don't, but it is definitely famous and fabulous. It's famous for a reason. It's because it's fabulous. Do locals hang out there really? No, because you know, there's other places that you know about and that are just in your neighborhood and more convenient. But <clears throat> all that to say, 
I think that the places that we went to were either great. We ticked the box. We've been here. We walked these streets like Pompeii, also super hot. But I'd been dreaming about Pompeii since I learned about it, like in elementary school. And it was very awesome to hear the tour guide and, and walk on the streets, experience the same streets, the same views, the same sky that the um, that they did in Pompeii. Because it was a really, it was really interesting. Um, having said that, there's still you know, lots of places that don't live up to the hype, like we said, like pump, like Bostano. Okay, so how easy was it to get by with just English? I think this was huge. How easy, on, your, on a scale of one to 10, if 10 was like super easy to get by with just English, and one being like, no one understood a word we said because we didn't speak their language, how would you rate, I think every city deserves a rating. Like Venice, I think Venice was, like what? Venice was like a seven. It was super, yeah, it was easy. Like, it was near, it was pretty easy to get by with just English. Florence. Five and a half. Five and a half. Rome. That was like uh, a six and a half. I felt like there were, I agree, and I think a lot of people there were Americans. Like, we ran into more um, English speak, like native English speakers than anywhere else in Rome, I think. Vico Aquense, Amalfi Coast, Naples, Pompeii. I feel like the further south we got, the harder it got to get by yeah. on just English. Then we went to Spain. <laughs> Tell what would, how easy was it to get by on just English in Spain? So Marina's like, "Oh, you can get by super easy just by just learn just to be knowing English and going around and talking to people." No. 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 It was a three. Yeah. <laughs> it was a three. It, true. I agree with that. Barcelona. And it was Barcelona. So it was a, you know, major city. But th- there were very few native English speakers. Um, and, and again, I, my nine years of Spanish did me no good. <laughs> Zero. Plus, by that point, I, having spent so many weeks in Italy, I was like a mumble jumble in my head. And I was speaking Italian. They did speak a little Italian. We actually got by on a little Italian <laughs> in Spain. But it was definitely challenging. Um, there was no awareness in the person's eyes that we were trying to talk to about English. Some of them knew Italian, which Ben knew a little more than I did. So I, said, I, feel, I feel like when we went to Croatia, it was actually very easy. Almost everybody spoke English there. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel the same way? Yeah. What are you doing over there, though? Okay. So, all right. Next question was... Um, are you doing off the beaten track things or mainstream? I think, you know, we tried to do a little bit of both. I feel like ultimately we did mostly mainstream because this was a longer extended trip and <laughs> we um, we wanted to hit all the big things because if you never get to go back, at least you want to hit the big things, right? So we stayed mainstream, but we tried to do like little food tours or like hidden restaurants and you know again where do you find this stuff well you find it online so if it's on instagram i don't know how off the beaten track it is but it's a great question and i feel like for us at least it was a mix probably you know 20 percent off the beaten track 80 percent mainstream no. that's my dog Stop it. okay <clears throat> best places to eat and stay so best places to stay we stayed in airbnbs the whole time except for the one week we stayed with our friend and the one week that we stayed on the sailboat um Airbnbs were really good to us. We always go with super hosts. We always get like super crazy, awesome, high-speed internet. 
even though I'm not always quote unquote working, you know, we all really like the internet. Um, you know, it just is a part of our lives, the fabric of our lives now. Um, and we always read reviews. And so we were knock on wood, you know, very lucky. And of course did our homework with the Airbnbs. So in terms of places to eat, honestly, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> I think I did like 700 hours of training on YouTube. Um, Mark and I watched the, um, somebody feed Phil Netflix <laughs> series of like all the different places where we were going to go. And we actually took a lot of his recommendations and they were awesome. So, um, those are the places that we got our information. Um, recommended tour guides was another question. Um, did you do like tours with a guide, without a guide? Did you just wander around? So we did a mixture of both. I like the tour guides personally. My husband prefers I don't know. Ben, how do you, do you prefer a tour guide or no tour guide? No tour guide. You're a no tour guide. Why do you prefer not a tour guide? Because, dangling over my face, my <laughs> fish. I prefer no tour guide because um, our schedule is more flexible. So if we see something <clears throat> that really interests us, we can be like, hey, let's stop there. Or, hey, we're really tired and hot. Let's go back. And take a siesta and then come back out later. That was really cool, too. I did like that. We were able to take time during the day, go back for three, four hours a day, take a siesta, and then they didn't eat dinner until, like, 9 o'clock at night. So that was not a big deal for us to go back out later and get those, you know, get the nightlife. Which, and everything, well, the streets always look different at night than they did during the day. So that was really, really awesome. I agree. So our our dog is going wild now. We're not paying quite enough attention to her. Okay. So one of the last questions is um, any insider tips that you have for restaurants, like asking for water. Um, that was something that we talked about a lot, actually. Water and bread. Bread and water at restaurants. I like water bread. <laughs> so how would you describe asking for water at the restaurants in Europe? They didn't give it to you right away. Like we... What? Our dog is going nuts. So tell us more about the water at the restaurants. So we had to ask for it, first of all. They just give it to you in the States, mm. if you don't already know. Right. But you had to ask for water, yeah. And uh, you could ask for either sparkling or flat. We always asked for sparkling, which you were obsessed with using the Italian word called frizzante. <laughs> Listen, when I know one word, I like oh, to oh, use it. Ah, el condo, el condo. That means check. That's what I heard every time. And they were like, the bill? <laughs> right. So, right. So tap, <laughs> sparkling, or uh, flat. So... <clears throat> yes, it is everywhere. It was in Spain. It was in Croatia. It was in Italy. Um, I like sparkling. Not everybody does. So, but sparkling also was not like Lacroix, like we have here. It was more like Pellegrino, which I always loved. Um, and it's a little more, you know, not as bubbly. So, ultimately, I really liked it. There's l those little insider tips, I guess. And you know how? Again, honestly, even though I've been there before. <laughs> like anywhere else it's always evolving and changing i can't say enough about all those youtubers out there so thank you if, <laughs> for those of you who have been to these places and record real 
tips. Like you are travel vloggers. Like that was super helpful. I got, I'm a visual learner. And so I was able to see what they were doing, where they were. And that really, that really helped me prepare to, to feel more confident asking for what I wanted, getting what I needed uh, and feeling comfortable in the places where we were traveling. Cause the goal here was to, to, to see as much as we could make our own version of summer camp <laughs> and, and I know for me, at least personally, I really wanted Ben to see a bigger version of the world than where we live. You know, not that I don't love our friends and our neighborhood and our school, but I definitely think that no matter where you go or who you spend time with, it's important to get out of your comfort zone. So did I think I, did I, did I accomplish that, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't seem very thrilled. So that's my goal. And I'm so thankful you came on this journey with me. That is our dog, Sophie, who is probably saying in her own dog world, if you leave me again, I'm going to eat all of your socks. Okay. (laughs) So, all right. Thanks for listening and coming on this journey with us. We'll talk to you soon.